Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Then put your hands together once again for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time for the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. And the word of God will have an effect on you positively. Amen. Today, and for the next couple of series, I'm going to talk about something that we cannot live without. You know, some things you cannot live without. Here's something. Some things you cannot live without. Some things you can live without. But some things you cannot live without. You can live without food for a couple of days. You're not going to die. Okay? <laughs> Okay. Okay. You can just live without food for a couple of days. You're not going to die. Okay. You know, a couple of food, the days without food, you're not going to die. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can survive. Maybe for a couple of days. So those of you who act like without food, you can't survive. And you can live without water for a couple of, maybe a day or an hours. You're not going to die. Amen. But you cannot live without breathing for minutes. You will die. Hallelujah. If you hold your breath within five minutes, you begin to feel dizzy. Hallelujah. So it means that breathing is essential. Oxygen is essential. See, one, 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 one mother told her teenager daughter who was all over the place. So the teenager daughter all over there, I mean, sleeping around today with this boy, today with this boy. And then, and then the man said, What's wrong with you? He said, Well, I like sex. The man said, Sex is not oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the man told me. Sex is not oxygen, okay? Don't tell me that. I guess you can't die without it. You're not going to die without it. Hallelujah. So today I'm talking to you about something that you cannot live without. Amen. And I'm talking about prayer. I said, I'm talking about what? Prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is not optional. It's not optional. No, 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 no. If you are a human being on earth, prayer is not optional. And I explain to you. Hallelujah. Prayer, prayer is not optional at all. That's a good reason why Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 1, men always ought to pray and not to faint. Hallelujah. Because prayer is not optional. Prayer is not like, oh, if I like, I will pray. If I don't like, I won't pray. It's not like that. So in Luke 18, he said that men always ought to pray. Because if men don't pray, they will faint. It's like you need to breathe. If if you like, hold your nose for three minutes and see what will happen to you. And it's, no, 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 that men ought also to pray and not to faint. If you try holding your nose in five minutes, you feel dizzy. So it means just as breathing is essential, prayer is essential. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk about prayer for the next couple of weeks. Amen. And prayer, prayer, prayer is like swimming. No matter how much I teach you how to swim, you must fall into the water. You cannot get all the theories about swimming. You must fall into the water. Hallelujah. That is when the swimming is put into action. In the same way, no matter how much I teach you about prayer, at the end of the day, it will benefit you if you pray. Hallelujah. Now, and I'm going to talk about Daniel's principle of prayer. Hallelujah. But sometimes, a good way to know how important something is Okay, a good way to know how important or how essential something is 
is to see what happens in the absence of it. Do, do, do you hear me? It is the absence of something that makes you know how important that thing is. Amen. Because, because some, of you, some of you have some friends. I mean, they are not important. You can miss them for a year. It won't change your life. I mean, this person doesn't call you for a year. Nothing will happen. Because it's not essential. You see, but there are some people too. If you don't see them for a, a week, things will not be easy. Hallelujah. So sometimes it's the absence of something that makes us see how important it is. And a good example again is we are all breathing. We are all breathing. Everybody's breathing nicely. In and out. It's so unconscious. It's so unconscious. It's so reflex. Nobody thinks about breathing. Because it happens naturally. But, God forbid, the day you have a problem in breathing, that's when you know that, ah. The day you cannot take in air, that is when you begin to see how important air is. But because it's all around, nobody takes note of it. The day you can't breathe, that is when we begin to see, oh, I didn't know breathing was that important. Because it's the absence of something. Okay? It's the absence of something that sometimes reveals its importance. Hallelujah. So, let me talk about what happens if you don't pray. Oh, okay. What happens in the absence of prayer? Hmm. Are you here with me? Yeah. You see, if you don't pray, or when you don't pray, your life, you see, if you don't pray, your life will be controlled by happenstance. You know happenstance? It's a word. I'm sorry. Ah. No. Ask students. No, no, no. There's a word called happenstance. H-A-P-P-E-N-S-T-A-N-C-E. Happenstance. I'm surprised me, a science student, I know, and you are a student, you don't know happenstance. You know happenstance? Happenstance means this, your life will be controlled by things happening by chance. Things happening by chance. That's happenstance. Look, it's Webster. Webster. I don't know if you can get a Webster edition. It's, it's happenstance. That's what it means. Life being controlled by things happening by chance. Happenstance. Right? Hilda, are you checking happenstance? They think I'm making up the weather. Yes. Uh-huh. What does it say? Okay. Hap- uh-huh. Let me see the first one is there. Circumstance. They came together by mere happenstance. It means your life will be controlled by happenstance. Your life will be controlled by chance. But this is where I have news for you. This is where I have news for you. The news I have for you is that what you call chance is not chance. There's nothing like chance. You think it's chance, but it's not chance. There is nothing like chance. So don't be deceived. Don't say that all. Oh, it just happened by chance. I just happened to be there. I was going to the store and I met this person and it was just by accident, by chance. There is nothing like chance. Don't ever be deceived. Rock, my friend. You played the trumpet so well today. There's nothing like chance. Don't be deceived. What do you think chance is no chance. Things are controlled by spiritual forces, whether for good or for bad. Don't say there's chance. There's no chance. Hallelujah. I will show you a classic story in the Bible. First Kings chapter 22, verse 19. First Kings chapter 22, verse 19. Look at the story very carefully. 19 to 23. This was King Ahab. First Kings. Look at it. 
And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. The prophet, the prophet had a vision. He said, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. And all the host of heavens standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner. And there came forth a spirit. I'm talking about saying, You think it's happenstances? I'm showing you the Bible. There came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. This, this, is what, this was what was happening in heaven. When God called for a meeting, who will go and persuade Ahab? Then I will persuade him. Next verse. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? How are you going to do it? And he said, I will go, I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. He said, How am I going to do this? I'm going to become a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. So they will prophesy to him, but it's a lie. They will say, Shh, that's the end of the Lord, but it's a lie. They will say, Take it one, take it two, but it's a lie. Go ahead. Now therefore, behold, the Lord had put now therefore behold, the Lord had put a, a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets and the Lord has spoken evil concerning thee. So this is what happened. There was a meeting. God said, look, this Ahab guy, I'm going to deal with him. How are we doing? So, so, so. I'm going, to, I'm, going, I'm going to go as a spirit and I become a lion in the mouth of his prophets and they will tell him. So Ahab had a meeting. Ahab had a discussion. There was a situation and then they had to go to war. And the people told him, go. It's okay. You will win. So, Ahab went to war. Now, let's look at verse 30. I don't want to bore you. Let's go, go to verse 30. And the king of Israel, which is Ahab. Ahab is the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, because were, two kings were going to war. Ahab had partnered with Jehoshaphat, like America and Canada. Okay? Like uh, Biden and what's the Canadian president? Trudeau, parting together, going to fight against Russia. They're going to fight against Putin. So Ahab, which is America, he said to Jehoshaphat, the other king of Judah, I will disguise myself and enter into the battle. But put down, uh, but put down on thy robes. And a king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. So Ahab said, Look, I'm going to go in disguise. The American president. Okay, I'm going to go in disguise. But you, the Canadian guy, dressed in your royal military fatigue. But me, Ahab, I'm going to go in disguise so that they will see, they will know me. And they went into battle. Continue. But the king of Syria, what is, say, Syria is Putin. But the king of Syria commanded his 32 captains that. That had rule over his chariot, saying, Fight neither with, with small nor great, save only the king. Like, so Putin said, Don't look for anybody, look for Biden. <laughs> I'm just using that as an example. Don't look for anybody, look for Ahab. When you go to war, look for Ahab. He's the guy I'm looking for. Meanwhile, this guy, Ahab came disguised. Ahab came disguised so that he will not be identified. Are you getting the story? Next verse. And it came to pass. When the captains of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat, they saw the Canadian president, they said, surely it is the king of Israel. And they turned aside to fight against him. 
And Jehoshaphat cried. So when they saw Jehoshaphat, they said, ah, this is him. So Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat cried out. What did he say? And it came to pass. Okay. When the captain of Tyre perceived that it was not the king of Israel, they turned back. From. So when they saw the king, who was really, said, ah, this is the king. So when they came here, said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Ahab. Because the, the, the instruction was, look for Ahab. So the people stopped chasing the Canadian guy. Because they said, I'm not. So they, back, so, so they turned back from pursuing him. Continue. And a certain man, somebody say a certain man. Have you seen how random it looks? And a certain man. And a certain man drew a bow at a venture. Some guy was, he said, a certain man, as the fight was going on, Ahab is in disguise. Uh, the other guy has run away. Some guy standing somewhere. Minding his own business. Just decided, let me shoot a bow in the air. Minding his own business. A certain man drew his bow at chance. And you see, a certain man drew a, a bow at a venture by chance. And he just shot the arrow. And smote the king of and, and smote the king of Israel between the joints. This was a guy who was disguised, oh, who was hiding. Some guy standing somewhere just threw, threw an arrow. Some guy at the corner store just pulled a gun. Some guy at the junction just decided to make a. Uh, some guy on the road just decided to make an illegal U-turn. So. And smote the king of Israel between the joint of the harness. Whereof he said unto the driver of the Turn thine hand and carry me out of the house. For I am wounded. And the battle increased that day. And the king was stayed up in his chariot against the Syrians. And died at evening. And the blood ran out into the well. Um, I mean, can you see this story? So now I'm asking you. Do you think the arrow shot Ahab by chance? Is somebody hearing me? Do you think that it was by chance, even though he was disguised? That is why I read the earlier passage. There was a meeting. Is somebody hearing me? There was what? A meeting. So even though it may look like you met by chance, you saw him by chance, you got that thing by chance, what you do that spiritually there was a meeting is somebody hearing me what you didn't know yes you got i mean you met that person by chance you think oh you just went to the store and you met him what you don't know there was a meeting and a demon was assigned to meet you at costco <laughs> I said, what you don't know, what there was a meeting and a demon was assigned to meet you at Costco. Is somebody hearing me? Oh, you thought oh, we just met. Oh, he, we just met. He just happened to be my roommate. When we wanted, uh, he just happened to be my roommate when we met. I mean, when we were going to sign in our, uh, fill in our, our rooming, we just happened to meet at the same uh, at the same office. So since we're together, we start to become roommates. What you don't know that there was a meeting, a homosocial was sent. Don't think it's by chance. No, like you know what? The Bible said a certain guy was just standing somewhere. Short and arrow. What can be more chance than that? But what you didn't know that there was. What you didn't know. So what I'm trying to say is that what you call chance is no chance. Tell your neighbor, chance is no chance. I said, tell your neighbor, chance is no chance. You did not meet that girl by accident. I'm preaching. I said, you did not meet that girl by accident. 
She was set to come and slay you. I tell you. <laughs> hey, she was sent to come and slay you. Total slay queen. <laughs> I said you did not meet that boy by chance. I said you did not meet that boy by chance. No, 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 no. He, he was sent to come and defile you and real Casanova. Listen, you did not meet that boss by chance. No. Probably sent to come and frustrate you. Hallelujah. So all that I'm trying to share with you is that chance is not what? Chance is not what? I said chance is not what? Tell you about chance is not chance. I think it's by chance. It is by chance that you came here. It is by chance that you met him. Don't be that ignorant. That's what I'm trying to show. Don't be ignorant. Paul said that we are not ignorant. Don't be ignorant of demonic and satanic activities because chance is not chance. If you don't pray, something will happen to you that you call chance, but it's not chance. I tell you, there was a meeting. Tell them all, there was a meeting. You just have to meet one person, and that is the end of all your finances. One person you met, your money is going down the drain like that. Chance is no chance. Chance is no chance. Oh, I just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. No. There was a meeting. So, you, so, no, I'm, I'm showing what it, what it means to pray. Amen. You send your child to that school without praying. You send your child to that school without praying. Yes, it may be kindergarten, but they are, they are kindergarten demons. I said they are kindergarten. <laughs> demons are not only in college. They are kindergarten demons. Decade demons. Decade demons. I said they are decade demons. They just dress up your child. You put them uh, 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 the, the milk uh, lunch box milk, and they just uh, don't go, don't cry. They, the two year old in the house is a demon. It's a demon. <laughs> Chance is no chance. That's why I gave you this story. I mean, this thing sounds like the Bible says some guy standing somewhere. Shot his arrow. Hallelujah. And even though Ahab has disguised himself, the arrow still found him. What does that tell you? It means that spiritual things are more powerful than physical. You can do all your makeup and your face, it doesn't matter. It's what, whether there's a meeting. Put your hand together for the Lord. So don't put to, it, 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 it help put emphasis in the physical way. Let me disguise myself. Let me look different so they can't find me. It's, and some of you, that's what you do. Your strength is in the physical way. Oh, let me up, let me up my resume. Let me change my face. Let me change my name. Let me get more degree. It's all physical. But don't put your strength in the physical. For the arm of flesh will fail you. Blessed, trust not trust in the name of the Lord because the physical is not as powerful as the spiritual. I'm preaching to you. I have put his emphasis on the physical. Chance is no chance. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Let me tell you something. 
when the Bible says that I'm telling you because chance is not chance. And then number two, number two, Satan is the god of this world. This world is controlled by Satan. Second Corinthians four four. Show, show the verse. Second Corinthians four verse four. Second Corinthians four four. Now say in whom the word their god, the word their god is small g. So it's not talking. It's not talking about Jehovah. In whom the god of this world had blinded. So the one who is controlling this world is the God of this world. is the devil. Yes, Jehovah. Big God created the world. But the one who is in charge is the small one, the devil. If Satan is not the God of this world, then the temptation of Jesus will not be a temptation. Can I preach to you? Because when Satan came to Jesus Christ, he said that if you bow down to me, and worship me, I will give you the world. And the Bible calls it a temptation. It's a temptation because Satan has the world. You cannot tempt me with what you don't have. I mean, you can't tempt me what you don't have. I mean, if you, I mean, I mean, George, I like you very much. I know you're honorable. If you say, Reverend, I'm going to give you a boy seven for seven tomorrow, I won't believe it. You can't tempt me with that. But if you come and say, Reverend, Oh, I'm going to give you $2,000 tomorrow. You can tell me because I know that one you have. Say amen. <laughs> so, so, you only tempt with what you have. So, when the Bible says Satan tempted Christ, it means he has the world. So, stop singing that song. He got the whole world in his hand. He got the whole world in his hand. He got the whole world in his hand. God, the healing. What is, how does it go? He got a me and you, brother. He got God the whole world. The God of this world is the devil. And, 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 and you shouldn't be surprised. If God Almighty, the one who rules heaven, is in charge, we will not have this earth. Then, you see, the, the life of a country is dependent on who is leading it. God rules in heaven. That's why there's peace. On earth, it is not God. It's the devil. That is why we move from Corona to COVID to Ukraine. Every day there's another issue because Satan is in charge. The only thing is that we are of God. We are born of God. So even though Satan is in charge, we can lead a life of an exemption. And that's what we must pray for. Just like, just like, just like if you work in the American embassy, if you work in the American embassy in Accra, Ghana, there may be crisis in Ghana, there may be bread shortage, but the embassy staff will get their bread from, they will ship bread from, from here to them. Because you are not, even though you are in Ghana, you live in America. That's what it is. When there's food shortage in Accra, the embassy staff, they get their supplies directly from here. And I know because I know somebody who works there. I know what I'm talking about. Don't ever think that the embassy staff goes through what you go through. They get fresh milk. Thank you. They do get fresh milk because they are not living in the economy of Accra, Ghana. They are living in the economy of U.S. Washington. So even though they may be in Ghana, and that's that is why the Bible said, as believers, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So let's appropriate our portion in this wicked world. That is why you need to pray. Hallelujah. Otherwise, if you don't, then the government of this world will control you. And he's Satan. Hallelujah. Can somebody hear me? Yeah. I have more things to say. I'm going to try and finish. I'm telling you. I'm preaching from my heart. Prayer, eh? Prayer. Unless you don't understand the world. Hallelujah. And the, and the whole thing about rock, the whole thing about prayer, prayer is very mysterious. You see, there are a lot of mysteries in God. There are a lot of mysterious things in God. And one of the mysterious things in God is prayer. Prayer is actually very mysterious. It's a very mysterious thing. Yeah. 
So you may, not, you may not necessarily understand how it works, but just do it. Hallelujah. Yeah. When you read Revelation chapter 10, verse 7, Revelation 10, 7, it says that, but in the days of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished. Okay? When in the, in, in the, the mystery of God shall be finished. It means that, and this is talking about revelation at the end. So until the seventh trumpet is sound, Douglas, until, uh, we will still live in the mystery of God. There are some things that are mysterious. Hallelujah. And one of the mysteries of God is prayer. Prayer is mysterious. So until we get to the time after the second coming of Christ when the trumpet sounds and then the mystery will be removed. But for now, it's mysterious. Hallelujah. There are so many, many, there are so many ministries of mysteries of God. So many mysteries of God. One of them is prayer. Hallelujah. And let me give you why prayer is mysterious. Why? You know, you think about it. One of the mysteries of prayer, Lilia, is that it looks like Almighty God, even though He's big and powerful, is restricted by what He can do by our prayers. It looks like God's hand seems to be restricted by our prayer. It means if you pray, you will move. If you don't pray, you will move. Let's look at this interesting story. Genesis chapter Genesis chapter uh, 20 from verse 3 to 7. Genesis 20 3 to 7. Look at this story. I'm sure why this was Abraham was traveling with his wife. Then when Abraham got to New York he told the immigration officer that the border that this one is my sister. Okay? And then the mayor of New York said, oh, if it's your sister, then it's very nice. I like it. Because you say it's your sister. So, so the mayor of New York took Abraham's sister. What do you say? And then in the night, of course, if the mayor gets your sister, you say it's your sister. So the mayor said, Fine, if it's your sister, then no problem. What do you want? Green card? Fine. Give me your sister. <laughs> so in the night, the mayor was about to perform. Or the king. The king is the Abimelech. But, but God came to Abimelech in the dream by night. And said unto him, Behold, thou art a dead man. You see? That's another thing. Behold. Behold, thou art what? Behold, thou art what? I said, Behold, I want to behold, thou art what? So those of you who like to sleep with people's wives, you are a dead man. I'm about to preach. I said, those of you who like sleeping with people's wives, you are what? <laughs> If you want to sleep with people's husbands, <laughs> that one, that one, you are cremated. <laughs> you will turn into ashes. That one is cremation. <laughs> you are finished ashes. No, you are not a dead woman. You are ashes. <laughs> but thou art a dead man for the woman which thou hast taken. For she is a man's wife. Somebody in wife, you want to sleep plus some. Hey, you go die, I tell you. <laughs> it's the Bible. <laughs> so if, if there's a brother sitting by you, say, have you heard what I'm saying? If there's a man, say, say, have you heard, have you heard? I say, if there's a man, ask the man, have you heard, have you heard? <laughs> you heard that man? <laughs> Hallelujah. For she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. 
Okay, it's an English word. I've never had not slept with her yet. And he said, Lord, would thou slay, would thou slay also a righteous man? Somehow Abimelech, Abimelech was not able to perform. Said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she even said herself that she's my brother. It's like, no, God, why? The God of Adam, what's my crime here? The guy said he wanted a green card and told me that this woman is <laughs> And she also said, since you are both immigrants, he's my brother. And I said, okay, no problem. Green card here, sister here. <laughs> so, God, what is my crime here? What have I done wrong, God? He's my brother. And, in, and he said, and in the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, have I done this? So, God, this is not my fault. The girl is fine. When the guy said, being sister. Don't forget, Sarah was very beautiful. The Bible, the Bible describes Sarah as she was fair to look upon. So Sarah was the heavy chick. <laughs> Why are you looking at my wife? Mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. Heavy chick. You know, I've not done this. Continue. Next verse. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou did this in the integrity of thy heart. For, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not. So it means that I may like wanted to touch it, but the thing was not working. Sometimes when the thing is not working, maybe God is at work. <laughs> It's not every time you need Viagra. Sometimes you should thank God that things are not working. <laughs> Somehow, Ahimelech could not touch. She went to the bathroom, jumping jacks. Then she would come, the thing will not work. She took a little wine, come back, the thing will not work. She put on a blue movie, watching, the thing still will not work. working. God, and God said, I did. Because I was trying. <laughs> God is very merciful. Though. So sometimes when things are not working, it's the message of God. As you call the girl and the girl said, I will come and she didn't come. It was the mercy of God. As you say, oh, let's meet at the restaurant and she didn't show up. It has the mercy of God. <laughs> I'm preaching. As you told the boy, oh, I'm available tonight. Let's go and watch a movie. And it rained. It's the mercy of <laughs> I'm preaching to you. That this is the mercy of God. Sometimes when things are not working, it's the mercy of God. Can we meet at the, can we meet at the, the, at the restaurant tonight? And then somebody can share the flat tie. It's the mercy. That's what we do today. Next verse, we are talking, we are preaching. Are you enjoying the Bible reading? Now, therefore, restore the man his wife. For he's a prophet. It also means that be careful whose wife you touch. Be careful. For he's a prophet. And he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die. And all that is no, 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 oh, yeah, you're going to die. Everybody around you will die. He said, But the thing I want to share with you is that God, you are talking to Ahimelech, you are having a conversation with Ahimelech. Why can't you spare? And you know that the guy didn't do anything, and you want to spare the guy. Why don't you spare the guy? You get me, you want to spare the guy. Why don't you spare the guy? Why are you asking somebody to pray? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Sometimes God wants to do something, but his hands is restricted. And unless you pray, he cannot do it. George, you understand what I'm saying? 
Because she was talking to the guy. And you know the guy didn't do anything. So why don't you spare the guy? God said, no, no, no. Go and tell the guy to pray for you. Because sometimes I want to do something. But prayer is what moves my hand. If you want it, pray for it. If you want to see God's hand move, pray for it. If you don't pray, even though he wants to do it, he cannot do it. Hallelujah. So don't, so don't just, yes, God wants to give you a job. Don't wish for it. He wants to, but you have to ask for it. And one of the, one, one of the most interesting verses I find in the Bible, Rosalind, is that the Bible said, God said that even before we came to pray, he already knows what it is. Can you believe it? That God knows that you need this. So it's, it's not that what you are coming to pray is new to him. He knows you need it. But he still will not do it unless you pray. So God knows you need healing. God knows you need a job. God knows you need a breakthrough. He knows it already. It's not, like, it's not news to him. But he will not do it unless you pray. Because why? His hands is restricted unless we pray. Hallelujah. That is why I like what Bishop says at the floor prayer meeting. One of the things that Bishop says at the floor is that if you want it, pray for it. If you want it, what? If you want it, what? If you want it, what? Yes. If you want it, pray for it. If you want it. If you don't pray for it, you will not get it. Hallelujah. If you want it, what? Tell your neighbor, if you want it, if you want it, Take it in prayer. Because Almighty God, as powerful as He is, Mary, He has His respect. Because He was talking to, he, was, he wasn't talking to Abraham, He was talking to Ahimelech. It wasn't that maybe He was talking to Abraham. He was talking to the guy. And He wants to spare the guy. So that the guy does not sin. And He still said that even though I want to spare you, I know you did nothing wrong. I cannot do it unless this guy pray for you. Hallelujah. Which brings me to the next point. That, you see, I'm talking about the mysteries of prayer. It means that as powerful as God is BJ, prayer is, you see, let me tell you something. Prayer is a tool for negotiation. I'm saying it again. Prayer is a tool to negotiate with God. Something may be determined. Something may be predicted. Something may be a foregone conclusion. But even though they say it's a foregone conclusion, when you go in prayer, you can negotiate. Hallelujah. In other words, Anita, don't take any subtle verdicts. No matter what they say, prayer is a tool for negotiation. And I'll show you in the Bible. Hallelujah. Prayer is a tool. Second Kings chapter 20. Second Kings chapter 20, verses 1 to 6. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. Hezekiah was sick unto death. Yes, he received the doctor's report. Tells you that you are about to die. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set the prophet, not a demon, not a fake man, a true prophet of God, Isaiah, came to him and he said, Thus saith the Lord, not, not, that's, that's what God is saying. Thus saith the Lord. That's, you understand? Thus saith the Lord. It's not that I'm making up. That said the Lord, this is God's word. Hezekiah, this is God's word to you. That said the Lord. Okay? Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. That said Satan. That said demons. That said who? It's God. Like Hezekiah, things have come to an end. Put your house in order. This is the conclusion. So, make your will. Hezekiah, make your will. Hezekiah set things in order because you are about to die. 
I'm trying to help you so that after when you die, there's no confusion because some people they don't do anything. So when they die, there's a confusion. God was trying to avoid the confusion. You know, some people they don't do anything so after that, there's a whole lot of confusion. So God said, Look, Isaiah, I don't want any confusion after your death. Yes. You know what? Yeah. Continue. Then, after Zechariah, Zechariah got away from God. Then he stayed, then he turned his face to the wall. I say after Isaiah said that this is what God is saying, you are about to die. He did not just accept the message. He turned his face to the wall and did what? I want to hear you. And did what? And did what? And prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. And have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept for it was a deep prayer. Next one. And it came to pass, a four minutes before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, that say what again? That saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father. I have heard what? I have heard what? I have heard what? I have seen thy tears, and behold, I will heal thee on the third day, and thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. All because Hezekiah prayed. All because Hezekiah what? Prayed. Hezekiah did what? Pray. Of course, the next one was a bonus. What happened? And I will add unto the unto thy days. 15 years. 15 years. And I'm talking about, listen to me. Isaiah came, told Hezekiah, God says you're about to die tomorrow. What the devil said. So there's a verdict. There's a foregone conclusion. That said the Lord. But Hezekiah said, fine. Even though God has said it, I know that he's also a merciful God. He's open for negotiations. So as soon as Hezekiah, the prophet said, Hezekiah turned to the wall and began to pray. He said, God, no, 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 no. Remember I paid my tithe last week. God, no, 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 no. Remember that I wasn't, I, I, I won't do so two, two years ago. God, no, 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 no. Remember I was a Bashanta leader. God, remember what I've done. I'm not about to die. God, change your mind. change your mind. And interestingly, God is not like some of us. God can change his mind. It is because God can change his mind. That's why, as I said, come, let us receive together. Say it the Lord. Come. God is open for negotiations. It doesn't matter your mistakes your difficulties, your problems, God is open for negotiations. So don't, no matter the report that has been given to you, the thing that has been given, don't accept it. There is room for negotiation by prayer. I said there is room for negotiation by what? Prayer. So no matter the report you have been given, what they said would happen, yes, it may be legal, it may be right, it may be your fault. It does not matter. There is room for negotiation by Negotiated with God. When God said we're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham, God, Abraham said, God, God, no, no, no. Why, 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 why do you want to destroy it? Maybe there's some 50 people there who are good. God said, No problem. If you find 50, I'll spare them. The Abraham working, looking through the whole town. You couldn't find people, 50 people in the whole town. So he came back to God. Okay, God, I didn't find 50. What about 45? God said, No problem. 45, I'll work with it. Abraham went through the town. Looking for 45 people who have not lied, who have not smoked, who have not cheated, who have not fornicated. Couldn't find 45. Say, God, Charlie, what about 30? God said, no big deal. Find 30 people. I'm cool. And he said, you understand what I'm saying? You, you could see the negotiation. Abraham went through the 30. Look, 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 look. No Terry. 
came back to God. Okay, God, Charlie, 25. <laughs> just 25, just you hustled. Ah. So he came, finally came back to five. So, okay, God, what about five? So Abraham thought he had gotten five. He saw, he saw some girl there. He said, Oh, this girl qualifies. When he extended, he said, Hey, I thought she would add to the five. No, no, it actually. Last night she was in the boys' room. Yeah. <laughs> But what I'm sharing with us this Sunday is that look, no matter the verdict, no matter the situation, one of the missions of prayer is that prayer is a tool for negotiation. I said prayer is a tool for negotiation. I said prayer is a tool. So they may give you the doctor's report. They may give you the bank statement. They may give you the immigration report. Yes, that's what he says. But prayer is a tool for negotiation. I'm not out of words. Stand up to your feet. We'll continue next week. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray, lift up your prayer. I don't know what report you have received. I don't know what verdict you have been given. Like Hezekiah, it's about time. And like Hezekiah, it's about time. You turn and face the wall. You turn and face the wall. Say, no, 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 God, God, God. God, yes, concerning my child, concerning my job, concerning my school, concerning my ministry, I'm facing the wall. I am facing the wall. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Like Hezekiah. Like Hezekiah. Yes, they say it will not work. They say you are done. They say yes, yes, yes. Yes, you know it's over. But yes, this Sunday, this Sunday afternoon, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. The Bible said before Isaiah, before Isaiah could move from the court to the place, the answer has come. I want someone to lift up a voice. Be like Hezekiah. God, hear my voice. Hear my voice. Hear my voice. Hear my voice. No matter the report. No matter the verdict. No matter the circumstance. For prayer is a tool. A tool to negotiate. A tool to negotiate. A tool to negotiate. I will not take this report. Somebody lift up a prayer. Oh God, this afternoon, negotiate, 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 negotiate with God, negotiate with God, negotiate with God. Like Hezekiah, like Hezekiah, like Hezekiah, like Hezekiah. I don't take this report. A four time, a four time, a four time, negotiate, there's room, there's room, God can change his mind, God can change his mind, the situation can change, a four time, a four time, a four time, thank you, hallelujah, it doesn't matter the verdict. It doesn't matter the circumstance. It does not matter the report. The Bible says that by the time Isaiah left the forecourt, before he could get out of the door, God had already answered. This afternoon, believe God for rapid answers. Believe God for rapid answers. Believe God for rapid answers, oh God. God can answer quickly. God can answer quickly. God can answer quickly. Lift up your voice and pray. Mashat the Tanariaba. Mashandariaba. 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 Ilama Suka Tanari. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. It's about time. It's about time to pray. It's about time to pray. It's about time to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Oh, let the church say amen. God has spoken. For God has spoken, oh God. Let the church, oh God. Let the church 
and every head bowed. You are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. This is a very serious moment. You are watching me on Facebook or on Zoom or you are even here. You heard such a good message, a good sermon. God will not do anything unless you pray. And one of the things that God wants to do is to save you. The Bible said that for God so loved the world, he's gave his only begotten son. God wants to give you a better life. God wants to give you a peaceful life. But God cannot do it unless you decide to accept him. God will not move unless you, unless you make a decision. So if you are here and you are not a born again Christian, you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. You have not prayed the sinner's prayer. As much as God wants to save you, you have to take the first step. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Whether, it, whether you are here in the building or on Facebook, on Zoom, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Let your hand go up. I like, I like you. I like you. I really like you. God wants to help you, but you have to make a move. Say this after me. 
Everybody, you come, come forward. I pray for you. Come. Put your hands together for him. Everybody. Because God, God really wants to help you. But God said, make a move. He said, God said, make a move. God said, if you make a move, I'll make a move. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Anybody else? No, I'm serious. Ask for God, he wants to help you, but you must make a move. Can you say it after me, everybody? Heavenly Father. This Sunday afternoon, this Sunday afternoon, I come as a sinner. I come as a sinner. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Save me. Save me. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a child of God. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And thank you for saving me. And thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. What's your name? Sharad. That's a good move. You made a good move. You really made a good move. Because God wants to help you. And now you say God should help you. So God will help you. God bless you. Shut up. I'll talk to you after church. We are praying. Listen. Prayer is room for negotiation. I feel a strong anointing. Yes, that's what. We hope you've been blessed feel free to join any of our services contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com that's qfcannouncements at gmail.com